broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for September 19th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, Gateway Editor and Writer for NCHC.com, Jordan McAlpine. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, or catering your next event. We are at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Also at Allegiant Stadium now as well. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy. And Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. It is our NCAA uh, hockey show tonight, our live hockey show. This is the reaction show, College Hockey Southwest Live. Paul, I think I got everything in that one. Presented by our uh, friends at BehindTheMask.com, Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, did I get everything? It's our reaction show. It's live. Well, you, it's got, you got it. You got it. But I did not. I screwed up. <laughs> what did you screw up? I didn't uh, even catch it. What did uh, I miss? <laughs> uh, when I when I uh, announced who the guest is, it's not nchc.com. It's nchchockey.com. I screwed ah, that up. nchchockey.com. I don't want Michael calling you up tomorrow morning and be like, what is that moron doing? Tell him to get it right. No wonder why you left him behind. Uh, exactly. Well, uh, hockey has officially started, Paul. I said the 15th of uh, September is kind of the official day uh, for everything. That's when the uh, NHL rookies reported to camp on the 16th. That's when uh, we had NCHC Media Day in St. Paul, Minnesota live with everybody face to face oh it was so much fun and we missed you dearly uh, uh yeah okay uh, big time. <laughs> but joe joe paisley and i made the trip there uh then on friday on the uh what's that the 17th i ventured over and watched uh some nahl hockey actions uh, two teams in our uh region not really in our coverage areas we don't do a whole lot with junior hockey but the uh, New Mexico Ice Wolves and the El Paso Rhinos in action both fared very, very well. Uh, 3-1-1, one, and one, I think, is uh, what they both came out of the uh, showcase with. Maybe maybe even better than that. I, I can't I can't remember the final numbers. But, um, and it, by the it, way, those, th that was the uh, NAHL debut for El Paso. 
Yes, absolutely it was. And they uh, shown themselves very well. Uh, I will tell you, folks, if you have not been to the Schwann Super Rink, the National Sports Center in uh, Blaine, Minnesota, you need to go. Eight rinks under one roof. Paul Hornstein would have been in heaven. We never would have gotten him out of there. He could watch hockey day and night. He just moved from one side to the other and right around the octagon-type shape and then down a row of about, uh, I guess it was more of a square-type <laughs> shape, four rinks and then four in a row. But, um, man, what a facility. I've been there before, but um, when I when you haven't been there in, like, I don't know, 15 years and you go back there again, Paul, it just uh, jumps out at you just how magnificent that building is. Well, uh, I hope one day to find out, but, of course – um, you know, that you said you hadn't been there for a while, but it doesn't matter because when you walk in, um, you getting hugs from, from the czar <laughs> and, and, and lead commissioners are hugging you and, uh. and, and you're hanging out with, uh, hockey royalty and Housley's and Madonna's and, and all this other stuff. And, 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 um, you know, we peasants, you know, just kind of stay in the background and and <laughs> and just kind of plot along and uh, wait for the scraps and and so forth and so on. Well, I will tell you, it was a a very exciting but quick trip uh, to Minnesota and back, and then I got right back into hockey action today and was spent my afternoon over at uh, the Ice Den. Scottsdale watching the Vegas Golden Knights take on the San Jose Sharks in the rookie face-off tournament. Then I watched a little bit of the uh, uh, Anaheim Ducks against the uh, Colorado Avalanche rookies. And right. tomorrow to... I'm, I'm going to see all three, uh, six teams in three games. Nice. Did you have to uh, fly to Orlando uh, on your way back and forth or, or no, mine, mine was maybe a sweet... Boston? No, mine was a sweet two-hour and 35-minute non-stopper from Minneapolis-St. Paul to Phoenix. Got in uh, very smoothly, watched college football the whole way, and I'm going to stay away from the game that I got home and turned on because it was pathetic. If you're yeah, uh, well, an Arizona State Sun Devil fan, that was not worth watching, and uh, I got home in time to see it, as uh, frustrating uh, as uh, I was. I will say this. We have an alumni group that uh, – you know, if we're, if people are not, at how the is games. everybody in that group? By the way, oh, it's a great group. How are they holding up? I mean, how are they holding up after that game? Because there had to be a lot of them that were on the ledge. Oh, we're all angry, but you know the 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 fact that we get to be angry together, um, it's a good thing. You know, um, those that don't have the opportunity to actually go to the game, we get together virtually and yell and scream and get frustrated, and it's just better in a group. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're talking ASU football, but let's get back on the track because uh, NCHC Media Day, as I mentioned, was right. on Thursday. Uh, the commissioner had about 25 minutes, and if anybody's been on the YouTube site or to the website yet and, uh, and watched that, I'm sorry. It took 71 minutes to put it all together, but I couldn't leave anything out that the commissioner said because all of it was important to me. And then, yeah, well, why we, would you do? Why would you do that? I mean, he does that basically twice a year, right? He does it right. Uh, right. Commissioner Fenton does it once at the preseason media day, and uh, and I guess 
at some point, probably the day before the frozen face-off, he does it too. So uh, when it only happens twice a year, not that we haven't been able to get uh, Commissioner Fenton on the show uh, when we, you know, when it, when it was the right time, but still he only gives those, he only has those couple of moments a year where he's kind of, uh, you know, the state of the the state of the state, so to speak. The state of the conference, and it was very, very good. So we had that. Then Joe Paisley and I broke it down in three segments after we had a chance to visit with uh, Chris Mayotte, the new head coach at Colorado College, and senior Brian Yoon, who we all believe will be the senior captain, uh, the Colorado native, who uh, Joe was telling me never looked anywhere else. Colorado College was his choice from the very start. And uh, he has fulfilled his dream and filled out as a tiger. And he will now uh, open up the new Robeson Arena on October 2nd with an exhibition game against the uh, um, Air Force uh, Falcons. So that that will happen for Brian Yoon. And then we had a chance to visit with David Carl. And we had a chance to visit with uh, the Denver Pioneer Captain Cole Gutman, both who have been on the show as well. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, you get the you know, just see what's going on around there with the teams like Omaha and North Dakota and UMD and Western Michigan with their new coach and everything in the NCHC. So I, I said when I came out of there, uh, our good friend Jordan McAlpine was there, and I had to see uh, Jordan as well. And right. I said, you know, I got to get you on the show. And then I started thinking, like, why not do it tonight? Because we got to we gotta talk about the NCHC. Uh, we got to talk about Omaha and, and if they should be ranked higher than fourth in the pole or fifth or wherever they fell. You know, um, I mean, we got to talk about that. We got to talk know, about where Denver is. We got to talk about what Colorado college is going to do. We got lots of stuff to talk about. Is that, is it really that much of an insult to be picked to finish fourth in this conference? I mean, or, or, I mean, even fifth, I mean, well, everybody, don't everybody you kind says- of go, don't you almost go into every, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I understand where where it's, I just it almost feels like just by default you're you're almost finishing, you know, you're you're almost going to be behind uh, three teams almost automatically. Although not the, so much this year. I mean, um, well, here, here's the thing. This is what Joe Joe Paisley told me. He said. You know, it's it's kind of the usual suspects. There's a top five right. and there's a or a top four and a bottom four, and they kind of just interchange themselves around in different parts and places depending on uh, injuries and and how the season goes for them and whether they've got a loaded senior class or they got a mixture. Uh, they kind of go back and forth. So, right. um, you know, when you look at the poll, it's really hard to decipher, and it was a really close poll. Uh, our, our Joe Paisley has a chance to vote in that, so. That was kind of cool, and I asked him who he voted, and if you have to watch the uh, YouTube to find out uh, that. I also said we're going to give away a, a pair of uh, Summer Skate Sandals, a bonus pair, if you will, if you watch that show and can reference by uh, tweeting me at College uh, Hockey SW um, the uh, reference he made of a pop star. <laughs> Joe Paisley making pop star res- references. Yeah, I do that show. all the time. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Oh, I love yeah. it. 
Uh, so anyway, if you can if you can get that uh, and send me a direct uh, message on Twitter at College Hockey SW, I will be happy to send you a pair of summer skate sandals uh, for that one. It was well worth it. But yeah, so so the way it looks, St. Cloud State seems to be the consensus number one, but on everybody's ballot, just that they return everybody from a team that was in the Frozen Four in the national championship game, actually. So uh, now, the, the, we know the, that, right? The crazy part is almost everybody returns everybody. Well, if I, if, not, if I'm not everybody. Mistaken. The no. Bulldogs are a little short. They lost a few guys to graduation. Colorado yeah, I, College I, I, lost uh, quite a few people in their transition. Um, the team, though, Paul, and, and I said this because we covered both these teams. We covered Denver and Colorado College. And I said to Joe, after we were done with both interviews, I said, um, could there be two coaches more different? Um, and they're both incredible, but Chris Mayotte did it to me again, Paul. I sat across from him, did right. the interview, and when I got done, I wanted to lace up the skates and jump out and play for the guy. He is so motivating in 10 minutes or a half hour or 45 minutes. It makes no difference. He's got a smile on his face. He's ready to go. He, he tells you the way it is, and you just want to play for him. And David Carl, you want to play for him too, but he's completely different. He's very stoic. He's very to the point. He's very um, matter-of-factly, uh, if that's a phrase I can use. Well, and uh, listen, Denver is not happy that they did not make the tournament for the first time in 18 years. Well, it's, you know, I mean, I, I understand that. You know, they expect to be there every year. And that's one of the things I was going to hit with with uh, you and Jordan is this kind of weird place, at least publicly, that Denver is in. Yeah, and I, you I, know, uh, I mean, I brought that up to Coach Carl. Yeah, I asked him point blank. I said, you know, I'm kind of calling you the hidden giant this year because. We've heard very little from you guys. I asked Cole Gutman that. I said, we've heard very little from you guys. So, um, yeah, but we, that's uh, almost like the, that's almost like a team taking on, uh, the personality of its coach. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about, uh, everybody's talking about St. Cloud. Okay. And I'm not saying that, that they shouldn't, and you know, uh, the 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 various media members took or, or picked the bolt, you know, Duluth to come in second. Okay. Um, and North Dakota to come in third, which I'm sure they're not happy about. But <laughs> I didn't know because they never think they're going to come in third as well. Um, you know, I'm sure they, you know, the third. We're not allowed to be anything but first, I, you know. I mean, um, and and DU was picked fourth, and 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 uh, well, jo Jordan's going to say something about uh, Omaha being fifth, so we'll get into yeah, that but, in a minute. But we, we've got him coming on, and, and I told him it's six forty-five. So let's take our break okay. and let's come back and bring Jordan on, and then we can get into this discussion with Jordan All McAlpine right. uh, in just a few minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. 
and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be. It's Sunday night, so this is, in fact, College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our reaction show. Scott Strandy with you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. And, Paul, it's uh, our pleasure to welcome back to the show the editor at the Gateway and the uh, writer for the NCHCHockey.com, Jordan McAlpine. So, Jordan, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you tonight? You guys must not have been able to find anyone else better to come on the show tonight. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> listen. No, hey. Listen, Jordan, you know, when Mr. Big Time there, you know, hanging out with the Housleys and the Madonos and all this other nonsense, you know, that's that's not that's not settling. <laughs> okay. Well, so, you know. 
Jordan, to fill you in on what he's going on about, on my way out there, I flew on a flight with Mike Madonna. See? What did I tell you? And on the way back. So never never look a invitation from Mr. Big Time here as a gift horse. In the, you know, so don't, Jordan, worry, don't worry about it. On the you way back Adelaide. to Phoenix, I, I flew back with the great Karen Housley, uh, Phil Housley's <laughs> wife. So it was uh, it was kind of a fun time uh, getting up to Minneapolis and getting back. And gosh darn it, I haven't seen you in so long. It was so good to see you. You're looking good. And uh, wasn't it great to be at the NCHC Media Day in person? Well, well, first off, I have to give you some credit for not uh, not shying away with the little humble brag there and sliding it in right away. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and, and Paul, you know, you know, I'm coming for you on this one too. Uh, Scott and I were actually riding up the uh, elevator from XL when he initially asked me about coming on, and I uh, joked with him, "Better be careful, because I know when you're involved, we're going to be sitting here talking for a while." So, oh, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't deny that. that that's, <laughs> listen, I mean. Yeah. There's a reason why we can fill two hours a week and probably more if, if, if the timing is right because no one has ever accused me of being quiet. <laughs> All right, Jordan, let's jump right into this thing. Um, uh, NCHC hockey is back. Um, the commissioner spoke for about 25 minutes and had nothing but good things to say about uh, how they survived uh, the pandemic that still isn't completely over. Um, how thrilled they are to have games back and how he thinks it's going to be a season where they will complete everything that they start. Um, and then all of a sudden we started talking about the uh, <laughs> the rankings. And uh, you're right there in the hotbed because you are in the middle of it this year with the Omaha Mavericks. So let's start right there. Um, what are your thoughts on where the, uh, the coaches poll came out? Well, first off, it's uh, it's exciting. We're we're less than two weeks away now from from hockey getting started up in this conference. But first things first, and I know even I, last Thursday I joked about this with Coach Gavinette. Uh, it's a bunch of media people putting putting numbers in front of teams type of thing. That lo and behold, when March rolls around, these uh, these rankings will probably be meaningless, and the uh, they're play already the meaningless. Play on the ice has to let it take care of itself. But uh, I got to say, I mean, personally with my own ballot, I had Omaha slotted in at four with the season they had last year. I, I do think they're right there on the verge of a breakthrough. But I, I mean, in looking top to bottom in this conference, you know, Miami and CC are kind of sitting there, sitting there in the cellar. But one through six, it's it's a toss up of of any way it could finish up. I don't think it's exactly a. Um, discredit for lack of better term to be finishing fifth in a conference of that strength but i know uh especially i saw it firsthand whether it be on social media or whatever the case it uh didn't exactly sit right with a few of the people omaha fans specifically around here but i guess that's uh the the time of year that you get when you play in a conference with north dakota duluth and all the powers at the top so well i mean if you look at it i mean it really wouldn't surprise me. All right, it would surprise me if Miami or CC won the conference. But, I mean, if any of these other teams went on a roll and won this conference, uh, people will say, oh, I'm surprised at this. Are, will they really be? Or are they just saying it because it's easy <laughs> to say? No, that that's exactly what I just touched on. One through six in this conference, especially on paper right now, Hard to deny coming off a Frozen Four appearance in the national championship. I do think St. Cloud is the front runner, 
But uh, you look at all these teams, the talent they have to begin with, but what they have coming back. Oh. West, Western, Duluth, Omaha. You get these fifth-year seniors. The transfer portal, even you look up at UND with um, Connor Ford and Zach Driscoll and Nett reloading through the transfer portal. Nobody has taken this offseason lightly <laughs> when it comes time to add people to the fold. So it's definitely going to be a dogfight. And like I said, I could see it finishing anyway in that ranking order. And all the goalies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's cliched and, and trite and, and all this other nonsense with, oh, well, you know, if you get a hot goalie, well, any of these guys can carry people. And, and, and you go into games with CC in Miami – and their issue has been the last few years has been depth, but they have goalies too that can steal games on any night. Yep, and we'll use Don Bassey at CC, even Ludwig Pearson in Miami. He's the preseason all-conference goalie yeah. in this conference. You get one of those quote-unquote bottom dwellers in the conference, a 40-save shutout goes a long way and stealing a game for your team right there that you, you can't even take the slouches as a slouch in this case. No, I mean, just you're 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 begging for a problem if you look past the 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 quote unquote seller dwellers in this conference mm-hmm. because those teams would be good and at, at worst in the middle of the leagues and the other leagues. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, and even I mean, I know coming from Bemidji State and the WCHA. Some people have their question marks of what North Dakota is going to get in Driscoll. I know he's no stranger to uh, the NCHC in this area of the country with it, but at Seville and Omaha, I know Magnus Crona out at Denver might have had a down year at times last year, but with the talent DU has coming back, expect some type of rebound from him. Krennic up at St. Cloud keep going down the list for you and even up at uh Duluth I know I know Hunter Shepherd lost his eligibility after the seventh or eighth year it seemed like but <laughs> was, with, that, was uh, that it it was only seven or eight <laughs> maybe ten we'll see but with oh, Ryan Fanti and Zach Stasekel up there too I mean everywhere you look there's a goalie that can steal a game or backstop his team throughout the whole season for you it is nuts and, and even the the one guy that I left out of there that I should say might be the biggest wild card in this conference. And I uh, joked with somebody the other day, whatever type of Kool-Aid they're serving up in Kalamazoo, maybe I'm drinking too much of it with that team. But that is the, uh, no pun intended with the Bronco, the dark horse in this conference, if you ask me, with healthy Brandon Bussey coming back. I know a couple of us were sitting there talking to Pat Fershweiler last Thursday. That they thought Brandon Busty was going to be signing a pro deal and needed to go get a new recruit after his freshman year. You look at that team in the pod, obviously I got I got a firsthand glance at them seeing them last year. It kind of fell apart those games after Bussy went down with the injury, either in the first or second period of their first game of the year. If you get him back healthy, I, I do think that's the team to definitely keep an eye on. Well, I, I mean, I, I always pay attention to the Long Island kids. So, I mean, <laughs> um, and he actually didn't grow up too far from me, but which is saying something considering where I live. But um, <laughs> you mean that big palatial estate that yeah, you live in? Yeah. He wasn't too far from you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's, you know, 
I thought Omaha last year was the feel-good story in the conference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I, they're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. No. <laughs> and it just feels weird that they and DU have almost switched places. Well, and even uh, I will say there is a couple of the other coaches in this conference that I know on uh, on Thursday, whether it was talking to us that after the media scrums got done or just kind of standing in the corridor in the hallways, the sentiment kind of how is the uh, how the hell is Omaha picked as low as they are type of thing, just with as much as they bring back. I do know uh, I'll use the Dave Starman quote from last year in the pod that they're ready to play with the big boys type of thing, but getting back to the NCAA tournament that there's a lot of momentum going and Scott, I know we talked about him. Yeah. Brandon McManus to the fold, a real talented (laughs) player right there Uh, from an offensive potential at that lineup. It's a number one, it's daunting for other teams, but number two, and trust me, I've joked with Gab several times about this. I, uh, I don't envy the decisions that go into filling out the lineup card on a nightly basis because that is a uh, roster log jam at its finest right there. Jordan, you know, and that's the same thing that Paul and I have said about uh, Arizona State too, not venturing out too far from the NCHC, but uh, that's the same thing. And I even asked Coach Powers that last Tuesday. I said, uh, are you fearful that you're going to have a point somewhere where um, guys are going to be unhappy and wanting to leave midseason because they're not getting the playing time and they probably deserve to be. And he said, well, it would be a nice problem to have. But uh, it's that way across the board for the most part. And, um, you know, we have two new coaches. You mentioned uh, at Western Michigan and uh, Chris Mayad, of course, at at Colorado College. I joked with Paul and I've joked with everybody and Joe Paisley and everybody that I talked to. I said, every time I talk to Chris Mayotte, whether it's in person or, or on the podcast, I want to run through a wall for him. He just is such a motivator. Um, and then you look at David Carl, another great coach, but just completely on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, you got to yank words out of David's mouth if you, if you want to get him to say something that uh, is meaningful. Yeah, well, I got a couple laughs out of D.C. last Thursday at Media Day, so I think I should get the gold star. Oh, yeah, you, you, you get it. <laughs> what, what were they? What no. did you get? <laughs> no, no, with the, with the roster um, situation, though, that I know we talked in depth about it last spring when you guys had me on, and obviously it's taken over the college world, but it's th- those two words that have to loom in the back of your head, transfer portal, that – especially with the freshman, sophomore, you get that young talent. And uh, today's day and age, if a top recruit comes in and isn't getting the ice time or minutes he wants right away, you know it and I know it, there's going to be other opportunities knocking on the door for you that you got to stay cognizant of that. And even I'll look at Omaha for an example. In addition to up front on defense, um, and off the top of my head, I want to say they either have four, four or five freshmen or sophomores that are vying for playing time. Plus Kirby Proctor is still young for him that Nate Konepke coming back as a senior right there. Obviously you want the experience. You want the guys who have been through it for you, but it almost comes a point where you have to sit there big picture and look, is this going to cost us in the long run type of thing? And I know all coaches are going through that, but Gavinette, Brett Larson up at St. Cloud state, um, Brad Berry talked about a little bit too that it, it's a good problem to have, obviously, where it's, if it's forcing the hand for you to make a lineup decision, that's internal competition, which hopefully pushes guys to be better. But uh, yeah, it's 
it's got to be a little bit of headache and lost sleep at night too at the same time so well what you what what could end up being the result is um with with all these guys looking to play and this we got to play now kind of i don't want to say it's a mentality but i don't blame guys for wanting to play mm-hmm. it it kind of also makes the teams in the other conferences or which might not be the normal tournament threats okay um with a chance to get better players and 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 who knows how that affects those guys in their conferences as well yeah well and and you know it and i know at the last year or so uh not to use a, spe- a specific schools, but a, a St. Thomas or a Lindenwood here in the future, whatever these programs what? that are that are starting up, that Lindenwood? those are as a uh, using yeah. that as a pot- potential. Yeah, he, he knows it. He's just playing with you, Jordan. He knows <laughs> they're coming on board. <laughs> oh no, I, I you broke up a little bit in my headphone. So uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I was just gonna good. say those those schools though just kind of sitting there licking their chops, I guess, when the talent drops off from these perennial powerhouses and top schools that you might, uh, I, I would expect that this problem might go deteriorate a little bit in the next couple of years. Once you start to get past these initial couple of years of the COVID, right. the quote unquote COVID year of giving these kids the extra years of eligibility. But at the same time, I mean, uh, those type of schools when you get an nchc caliber player that uh, you're not going to complain if you can add someone into the fold like that no. so. No, not at all. so jordan let me ask you this uh the commissioner mentioned it you and you and i and paul we all know it uh they they made an exception and allowed ncaa teams to play ncaa teams as exhibitions and i think it's awesome I really do, mm-hmm. but uh, when you look at what uh, Air Force and Colorado College are doing, for example, and then you look at um, the exhibition between Lindenwood going to Denver, your thoughts on that? You like that idea? Yeah, I do, actually. And even on top of that, going forward, I know Josh really didn't get into this too much or wasn't as much of a topic, but uh, I almost wonder with the exhibition games on top of it, just simply ice time for these kids earlier in the year from a practice standpoint. I, I mean, at, to me, I got, I get the impression that's a, uh, a more is better type of thing. I want to say off the top of my head, they're capped at four hours, four or eight a week. I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure what four the, on um, the ice currently. Yeah. Four okay. So on and four off. Okay. So eight total with that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be opposed myself, but I'm not in the uh, the chair position to be making those decisions. That uh, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that number extended too. But even with the exhibition games, it, getting that physical, actual competition against another school has got to be a heck of a lot better for these kids than just inter squad scrimmaging over and over and over again. And also with those smaller schools whether it's a D2 even or D3, whatever the, uh, the rule exception is for that, that it's a chance to build and kind of see where they stack up too. That uh, I'm all on board with it, and I know the Josh talked about the NCHC's, uh, one of several conferences seeking legislative change on that, that uh, hopefully the NCAA passes that and we see that extend beyond this year. Because I want to say there's four or five um, – NCHC schools that have an exhibition game on their schedule this year. I, a couple weeks ago, went through the schedules and had the number 
but I do not have that in front of me. <laughs> uh, that's okay. We, I mean, we know Denver has one against Lindenwood. We know CC is opening up their building with an exhibition game against Air Force. Uh, I know Duluth is playing Wisconsin. Um, kind of a fun story with that one where they're meeting in the middle at a uh, sold out the game and everything with it too. So, well, I, that's not a shock either. Um, you know, uh, it, it, some teams are playing their exhibition games uh, later in this later in the season too. Um, just depending on how you uh, sit there, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, Actually, I'm sur- I am really surprised that they haven't done that in total. Like, hey, you guys can play an exhibition. Everybody should play. An- everybody play an exhibition game against somebody. Yeah, before well, the regular I- season starts. Just it just well, makes and- it makes sense. And also, I know in the past, um, Omaha's done it. North Dakota, just the two that come to the top of my head with it. These small schools, whether it's up in Manitoba, Alberta, up in Canada, that come down to play the one-game exhibition, just from a, a travel standpoint alone, if you can get a uh, a Minnesota Duluth Wisconsin matchup or Air Force and CC, whatever the case it is, that's got to be that much better, especially if you're doing a Monday Tuesday night exhibition game early in the yes. season from yes. the school standpoint of it. Yes, can we? Are if, as long as they're streaming those, we're good. Yes, yeah. I am all for that. Yes. Okay, so so the way last season ended, Jordan, we haven't had a chance to talk about that a whole lot, but um, Omaha and Denver were right neck and neck to get that spot, <laughs> and Omaha gets in and Denver doesn't, and from that very day at the uh, Frozen Faceoff, Denver was on a mission. I don't know if it was something that was said or just unsaid or whatever, but they have been extremely quiet since the end of last season all the way up to right now. Yes. And they've been very matter-of-factly. We know what they've recruited, uh, top-notch players. We know who's coming back. Um, do you think that was set out as, hey, we're, we were disrespected and we're going to show you next year, but don't say a word all summer? Or do you just think that's the way it's played out? I, I think part of it's a byproduct of David Carl's philosophy or, or style more so, I should say kind of the uh, the trickle down effect but even up at uh, up in St. Paul last Thursday Joe and I Paisley um, kind of joked that it almost seemed like Cole Gutman and Carl were almost kind of grumpy or moody <laughs> with it up there that it's a uh, it's something I talked to <laughs> talk to Cole Gutman about they've they've definitely got a little bit of a chip on the shoulder and using the way last season ended his motivation um, I know I was talking to Carl about this that at the end of last season with how that all played out obviously it's a uh, much different standpoint this year where the uh, the pairwise will be in play and there's a lot of other factors that will come to decide that but I uh, I definitely know what Denver it was 16 16 or 18 straight years that they qualified for the postseason play um, yeah, I believe 18. So that was their streak. Ended yeah, last yeah that snapped their streak that they've definitely got a uh, almost kind of a silent determination would be the best term that I could use to get back to that point this year. And they got the freshman class to do it. Looking around the conference, they uh, they definitely bring in a, uh, a plethora of talented kids this year. And then also goaltending wise, I know I touched on it earlier, but Magnus Corona has got to get back to the form he was in his freshman year for them. And 
Luckily for, for Denver, this was another thing that Coach Carl talked about. They don't have to start with North Dakota, Duluth, St. Cloud, back-to-back-to-back <laughs> right out the gate with it. That it's uh, – I know last season they didn't get uh, off what the do, start. Time out here. Time out. Time out. What are they trying to say? That they're not starting with North Dakota and <laughs> – and 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 St. Cloud, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What? Um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this. It, both of you guys listen to this one and, and give me your comments. Uh, I asked Coach Carl, I said, it seems like the lack of a non-conference schedule hurt Denver more than anybody. And he kind of raised an eyebrow to me when I said that. And I asked the same question to Cole Gutman. And Cole went as far as to say it wasn't just the non-conference that kind of got them off their game, but uh, David told me off the record that um, it, so you're those are tell important it now? games. What are you doing? Yeah, those, <laughs> what are you doing? Important because he told me afterwards on the record. Um, oh, okay. But, well, but you didn't said, say that. <laughs> yeah, but he said that um, you know basically non-conference games were a big part of their season because it helps yeah. them build towards the conference. So. That's number one. And do you think it hurt Denver more than anybody else? And then on a little different topic, but I want you to answer this one too. He also told me straight up, he said, I had a talk with Magnus Corona, and uh, we both agreed that um, it was not up to his standards the way he played last year. And I thought, wow, that's pretty, pretty straightforward to come out and say that you called out your goaltender basically. And, and it's kind of an equal challenge, but your thoughts on both of those. Go ahead, Jordan. Well, first off with the goaltending thing, that was a uh, very similar conversation to the one that we had sitting at the table with it that uh, I definitely know that in Denver, what if you look at the roster last year, Denver was a relatively young team, still talented with the uh, the Carter Savoy, Mike Benning, anti two Amistos of the world coming in. But with that talent, just the, the best way to put it is, their preseason ranking last year, all the expectations coming in, all of us that were sitting in Baxter Arena for that pod kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and they just never put it together at the start of the season. And you almost got the impression that they fell too far behind the eight ball early. And if I remember right, they lost to CC to start the second half um, once they Bingo. Yes. returned yes. to the normal schedule yes. last year. Just kind of never could get that traction, and I know it was uh, – came neck and neck down at the end with them in Omaha there that I, I do uh, I do think that the way that they started definitely was probably the biggest impact on that. Um, <laughs> you know it and I know it. If, if they would have gotten a stronger start off in that pot, it probably would have taken any question out of it, and you would have seen Denver out in that Loveland Regional as the fourth team more than likely. But with that this season – I do think the non-conference portion of it's important to any team, but also you got to keep in mind they're not spending three weeks living in a hotel. They're not testing four times a week. Getting back to that normal schedule I think might also uh, be wonders for them, and they do have the talent to make a run with it. I I definitely think Denver's a top-four team in this conference this year if they put it all together, so uh, we'll see how it all plays out. And by the way, just to remind people, it's not like they get blown out in those first three games. No, <laughs> they, lost two to, they lost two to one to the two-time defending champion uh, Duluth in the first yeah, game. I like that. That's UMD. Oh, shut up, you. They lost four to three in overtime <laughs> to North Dakota, and they lost four three to the eventual national runners-up. So it's not like they got blown out in those three games. 
Well, and to be bluntly honest with you, those type of games might have been even more demoralizing for yeah, maybe. him. Maybe. J- just to not get over the hump there right away that uh, – Denver is either three six and one or four and six leaving Omaha. That you go into that second half, it's uh, especially when you got a mostly freshman laden, sophomore laden team looking at that schedule ahead. It's uh, probably not the best for a morale booster seeing that record hanging there next to it. Jordan, here's what here's what I saw um, in Denver's case. Uh, you and you were there. You, you know what this was like. But at the frozen faceoff, everybody was going like, "There's no way you can put Denver in the tournament. They're not even a 500 team. You can't put them in." And I think Coach Carl was going like, "What we just said. The games we lost were very close games. The games that we won uh, were quality wins. But but he really missed those last two games against Colorado College because that would have really helped him." Um, uh, cosmetically, I guess, getting yes. closer to 500 or over 500. And then I think he looked back and he said, Hey, if we'd have played 10 games and gone, you know, six and four or eight and two in those non conference games, we're where we are every year, right? <laughs> and we're deserving of that spot. And I think that's what he was looking at, going like, Hey, you guys aren't giving us a fair look because this, this, and this happened. Well, and I know also, and for, Obviously not on the uh, same level of time here in Omaha with it, but for my little bit of time being familiar with Denver covering Coach Carl and his program there, I know he's definitely not going to be one to uh, make excuses and isn't afraid to tell it how it is. But one other thing I will say, looking at their roster last year, in addition to Krona, you see Savoy had the season he did, but a lot of people got uh, lost in the fold. Uh, a young forward from Minnesota by the name of Bobby Brink that uh, two years ago, the season that he had for him. I, I Another thing I talked to Carl about last Thursday, Bobby's coming back as motivated as ever for him. That uh, With a gold medal, a, by he, the way. He, he's a dangerous weapon to add back into that fold, to put it bluntly. <laughs> yeah, on this show, we just go by Bobby the Blur Brink. So. No, no, you do. <laughs> uh, we, we do not use idiotic <laughs> nicknames like that. Sorry. Um I, it is just it is just so fascinating to to sit here and 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 look at this because um you have uh, Omaha which I am sure is sitting there and you would know this better than anybody Jordan is like we got picked 5th they they are disrespecting us and they're going to start with a chip on their shoulder and Denver is going to have that chip on their shoulder because they didn't have a normal Denver year. And those two teams, I think, uh, will be the interesting battle, or at least uh, as we set out, looks to be the interesting battle. Mm -hmm. Because where we could sit here and just about, uh, not that I gamble, but you can – puts a, a, a decent chunk of change on the fact that this conference will get four teams in the NCAA tournament. Well, well, I will say uh, I'm probably the last person you want to take to the casino with you, but I uh, saw, saw Jess Myers tweet the other day that, uh, or yesterday it might have been even, that uh, out in Vegas, U- UNO and Western Michigan were at uh, 75 to 1 odds in this conference that uh, really? m- might, might be pretty good bets to place down at the end of the world or end of the season with it. But no, I, I will say with Omaha, 
and I'll have a better grasp on it this week in the next couple of weeks here being around the arena more, but right. from, from the little bit of whether it's players talking to or coach Gabinette, I really get the impression they couldn't care less about that ranking. It, uh, sure, sure, sure. Come on. Sure, sure. Yeah. It, lights, it, it lights the fire under you and the, the motivational yeah. standpoint for you. But at, at the end of the season is the uh, – does does the real talking on the ice type of thing that I I know it's the cliche answer that they're just gonna keep on focusing on themselves and uh the uh Gabinet staple slogan today matters the one day at a time type of thing but it, I I truly get the impression around that group that yes it does rub them the wrong way finishing fifth in the the preseason poll but at the same time it's not going to uh, deter them and out of anything is going to motivate them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I think that works in two spots. It works at the beginning of the season. Okay, when 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 everybody's getting started and in the beginning of the conference season. Those yeah. kind of things kind of come into play. I then they're not an everyday thing. But in those two particular instances, say the first three or four games of the season, uh, when guys haven't had a chance to kind of get into a rhythm. And the, the first few games of the conference season, I think that stuff makes a difference, uh, at least in terms of the mental approach. Um, long term, no, but in, in certain spots, yes. Yeah, and, and um, also with it, same thing as last year at the end of the year. I, I know Denver and Omaha came down to that final spot. You, you'd expect, like any – Typical perennial year in the past year that the NCHC is going to get four bids in the tournament come March. That, um, at least with me personally on the outside looking in right now, with my uh, two cent opinion, I, I do think both Omaha and Denver are in that top four of the conference. Plus, you look at St. Cloud State up top with it. Y- using that impression, and uh, uh, obviously from the little bit I've said here about how high I am on Western Michigan, it's crazy world to think that uh western michigan duluth north dakota could uh plus the omaha denver battle on top of it could come down to four spots but it's the uh or three spots i should say with that if st cloud state plays the way a lot of people are expecting them to but that's life in the nchc well maybe just maybe this is 2015 all over again and they get six teams in <laughs> it'd be the year to do it and I will say with with North Dakota and Duluth, though, uh, obviously from past couple years here, look at North Dakota. You lose eight guys that signed professional deals for them from last season. Plus, you add Jasper Weatherby on top of it now on the first day of classes opening up in Grand Forks. They're, I know Brad Berry talked about how excited they are for him, but you don't know what type of goaltender you're going to get in Zach Driscoll. You lose the Pinto, Kawaguchi, power up at the top yes jake sanderson's arguably if not the best player in this conference right up there near the top but uh i do think it wouldn't be a surprise and when i say this north dakota will probably be lifting the penrose at the end of the year just for me <laughs> saying this right here but i i don't think it would be completely far-fetched for them to uh have a have a quote-unquote down year whatever that consists of in grand forks but it's it, it's it's relock and reload for them on a yearly basis, so it, it's early and who knows what that's going to be like. But even, same thing with Duluth, and I know they've got a 
four or five fifth-year seniors coming back, but they also don't have the potential or the the power – not potential, I should say, more so the power up at the top of their lineup with losing what they do in uh, Jackson Cates and uh, Nick Sweeney. So who knows? It's it's up in the air, and there there's all these teams neck and neck right there, but we're uh, – it's uh, it's it's September nineteenth is I guess the best way to put it. There's a long long season of hockey left ahead. So yeah, well so. with North Dakota, if they get the 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 scoring, they'll be because I, I think their defense is really good mm-hmm. and their goaltend. I mean I let me listen. I mean Driscoll got Bemidji the you know pretty far in the postseason, so he's got that experience. He is a senior, and. Uh, you know, when you get the, the – if, if you have a good group of six in front of you in terms of the defensemen, uh, they can make life a lot easier for you uh, when, when, when you're out there on the ice. I, I do think with that team, Weatherby is the big question mark for them, especially coming into this season. Who's going to replace that role? Uh, obviously, they lost as much – as much skill and firepower as they did at the end of last season that it was already dawning enough. But Parker Ford, probably the uh, the front runner without that the Bowling Green transfer that they got this past uh, offseason. But uh, I really do wonder where that scoring does come from from them. I, I know Reese Gaber comes back. They've got a couple other guys, Gavin Hayne, that weren't exactly the, uh, the top-tier players that could get elevated up, but – it's uh, it's gonna be interesting with them. So, we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't want to say too much or get too much into it with it being <laughs> no, this listen, early early in half, the season. When but, half uh, your roster is playing for the Ottawa uh, Senators this year, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jordan, I did see Jasper Weatherby today playing for the uh, Sharks rookie team, and uh, and he held his own very very well. So, yeah, he's gonna be I, just fine. I I think he has the potential of a. Uh, just from watching North Dakota as much as I got the chance to last season, whether it be in the pod or playing Omaha, he uh, he has the potential to have one of the best uh, longevity-wise careers of that group. So I'm Ooh, uh, he's ni- nice, yep. nice, nice kid on top of it, and was very accommodating and easy to work with. But I'm a, uh, I'm definitely rooting for him. So, okay, so final one for me is um, when you look at St. Cloud, how much did that run to the national championship game? build confidence in um, what Brett offers as a coach. Because I think it took a little bit of buy-in, and I think they thought, you know what? We can believe in this guy now because he got us here, and uh, we didn't get over the top, but we ran into a really good UMass team at the wrong time. Uh, So how much do you think that will really build their confidence this season? Do you want my answer or Brett Larson's answer? No, I, I, want, I want yours. I bet Brett I, bought in, didn't he? Uh, oh, I, I was going to say it was uh, Thursday. Actually, but had a really good conversation with Brett about this. That uh, in his eyes, sure, last year is easy to uh, hang the hat on and build off of, but it doesn't matter. We're we're talking four or five months from now. It's a new season. They got a new group coming in, but I, I mean, for me, I. I do think that goes a long way with them, um, especially another kid to add to the fold before I get into St. Cloud more is uh, Brett Larson really raved about Jack Pert, freshman defenseman they have coming in. Yeah, was the mis- Mr. Minnesota from high school hockey last season that uh, Larson really said that he's going to get some big minutes and an extended look for them this year. So uh, I guess the going doesn't get any easier against St. Cloud on that defense with Nick Purbix. 
Spencer Meyer comes back, Donahue. So they're they're pretty loaded back there. But I do think that term that you use is the best thing that St. Cloud could have done last season is buy-in. Coming into the pod, sure, were they in that middle tier of the conference in a lot of people's eyes? No one was really expecting them to light the world on fire, but they weren't. And I know, Scott, you and I talked about this up in St. Paul last week, too. They weren't the flashy team at the start of the year. I I know Brett Larson used that term grease pan for a lot of their rebound goals and yeah, the getting to the gritty do. areas, blocking shots. Their their fourth line was arguably their most effective line at times last season too with uh, um, Kupka, Cockrell, and uh, Will Hammer for them for a little bit if I remember the line off the top of my head. But they were – they bought into Larson's game plan, game style, however you're going to put that, but they played it to a T. And even looking at it in the tournament with them last year, any close game, seemingly they did everything right. And uh, on top of that, um, I do think their character is another big thing. I know obviously every coach is going to talk about that, but Larson especially raved about his team last year in the pod coming together as a group that I do think they had that play for the guy next to you in the locker room type of thing. And all, all the other cliche answers the head coach wants to give you with it. But with that group, it's true. And they did it without Brodzinski. Yes. And uh, speaking of him, uh, Brett Larson said he's been skating on the ice for most of, if not all this summer. And he's still a little bit of a ways away from game action and game speed, but, uh, thinking he might get Brodzinski back even before Thanksgiving, which for that team is going to be a huge boost with Mietnan coming oh, back. Yeah. Oh. The the uh, the flying fins from last year, as they uh, were <laughs> referred to, that uh, they they definitely have the uh, the skill up front when uh, when we're sitting here talking about the gritty play that's going to win them a game. But they uh, they've got that good balance of both. So. Well, the NCHC, I think, is going to be as good as ever, if not one of the very best years top to bottom. Um, and I don't think I want to be a coach and bring my team into Colorado College anytime uh, anymore because uh, uh, Chris Mayotte, uh, he just makes me want to run through the wall and sign back <laughs> up and play whatever he wants me to play. So if he has that kind of impact on his guys and that new building and that new jump in their step, um, that's not going to be an easy spot anymore to go in and try to get two points. Well, no, and it, I know this year might not exactly be the prettiest in Colorado Springs with them with the uh, the start of the rebuild for Chris, but the one thing that him and I touched on, it's a clean start. It's, it's a clean canvas for him to build his roster, craft it however he wants to. That The uh, Colorado College might have been the team in the NCHC hurt the most at the end of last season, whether it's – Losing guys to the portal, pro deal, obviously Crookshank, the uh, Josiah Slavin, all, all the all the firepower up top is gone. But at the same time, from Chris's standpoint, it's uh, his chance to see what he has to work with and really evaluate this first year. But with the new building on top of it, I uh, definitely get the sense that they're going to be playing hard for, for him as a coach, but also – not knowing what their future of the program looks like. You want to make a good first impression on your coach and uh, make sure you cement yourself as part of that future. So it's uh, the, I know we talked about at the start, the seventh and eighth seeded teams in this conference aren't really your seventh, eighth seeds. So, yep, there's no doubt. 
Yep, very good. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we got to catch up more often, especially during the season now that we have uh, Denver and Colorado College in our uh, coverage area. So I'm sure we'll run into each other quite a bit. Paul does never leave his basement, so you probably won't see him. They don't but... let me. <laughs> but, but anyway, before you go, Paul's got a uh, trivia question. He hasn't even told me, but we give a pair of uh, summer skates. He gave skates. me the answer. Summer skates, I know. Summer skates, uh, sandals, and a uh, and a uh, nice koozie away. And uh, if you, when we get off the call, DM me with the your sandal size. I will make sure you get a pair as well, along with the uh, koozie. But Paul, read that question while Jordan's still on, so uh, so he can hear it as well. Let, let's see right. if he can stump me. <laughs> I, oh, this, oh, I no. Um, hey, this is, um, it, you know, we have a UNO question. It's very simple. What was the first year they made the NCAA tournament? You know it. Don't say it, but you know it. I know. <laughs> I know it's one of two years. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Okay, I folks. won't. I won't give it away for your list. Do, do I provide the clue or the hint for him? Yeah, you can. I'm sure. Kidding. Sure. Why not? I think. Uh, Think, think the Bill Thomas, Greg Zanon, Danny Ellis era, and that type, that type of uh, <laughs> those type of years for the math fans listening out there. So, okay, all right, there that, you that, go. That, that first name specifically. <laughs> so, <laughs> get get on the uh, chat bar, guys, and uh, put in uh, the correct year. Um, Paul Hornshin didn't even tell me the question; he just gave me the just gave, gave me the, me answer. the answer. It's like so, Jeopardy, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. Get on there, and you have a chance to uh, pick up a pair of Summer Skates sandals with their uh, sizzling September Summer Skates giveaway on the trivia game. So, Jordan McAlpine, thanks again for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. You are welcome. As you know, anytime you'd like to come on, just give me a buzz, and we'll uh, we'll be happy to talk hockey with you, okay? Yeah, anytime. Just uh, let me know when you guys need anything. Hopefully uh... – Hopefully not too boring or too long of a talk for you, but uh, well, I'm down for some NCHC talk anytime. So, oh, for sure, anytime. All right, yeah. That's Jordan McAlpine Thanks, with Jordan. the uh, the Gateway at Omaha and also NCHChockey.com. Uh, we're gonna take one more quick break, and Paul and I will be back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live in about two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. 
your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season, leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is indeed College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, uh, we always run late, but uh, it's always great hockey talk, and uh, you know the drill now. Um, well, that's it, right? I, heard, I mean, every I heard something. You heard something. I, I, I mean, we went through the whole conference, and we we uh, we know well, we needed just, another hour. <laughs> yeah, every week. I, it, it, and and we know that that you know just by people's habits that um, that if we go much longer, it just kind of becomes noise after a while, but. For crying out loud, there's so much. There's just it's never enough time. It's just never enough. And 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 you know, Jordan's got this thing, this this league locked, you know, and nobody and, better. There is no one and, better. I, I challenge anybody to uh, break down the NCHC better than uh, Jordan McAlpine does. You know, and it's just um it's just it's it's just like I said, it's just never enough time. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, uh, it just, you know, you, you said you could make a case for every team and we just. <laughs> that, that's a, that's the thing with the NCHC that every team has a case to be made and uh, it, it's going to come down to every weekend. I mean, I was just thinking uh, the other day about, when I was flying in last night, I was thinking, what are we going to do for uh, for the exciting moments every week? And how are we going to break it down to bring somebody on for the live portion that we do on Sundays? And and I was going like, man, the NCHC might have something happening every single weekend that would deserve that. So well, how listen, are we going to fit Air Force and Arizona State and all these other teams in? Well, listen, I mean, you know, we sit here and we talk about it. And every once in a while you see it. Right. I mean, we can go back to um, the because because I'm old. We can go back to my 1969 Mets come out of nowhere. And well, that and, is and like several run. years before I was born. No, it wasn't. You liar. Um, <laughs> I can you know, we can make tell a, me about uh, it, Grandpa. <laughs> we can we can make a more recent comparison in. Uh, in soccer, Leicester City hadn't won ever. They were like a thousand to one to start the season, 
and they won the Premier League a few years ago. Um, you know, I mean, so it does happen. And, you know, all it takes is that is that one spark, that one start. And it's it's crazy because I said it all goes on the goaltending, and you have the team that was picked seventh in this conference has the preseason all conference goalie. And we yeah. and we've seen Dominic Bassey and Matt Vernon steal games. Yes, we have. So yes, we have. I mean, I mean, if all of a sudden you get off to a hot start, and and say in your first six conference games you're four and two, like wow, we can play with anybody, and here we go. Yep, it's going to be a fantastic year. I can't wait to get it underway, and let's just hope that uh, this nasty COVID stuff does not rear its ugly head at any point during the season. And let's hope that everything goes as smoothly as the NCHC Media Day did uh, last Thursday. Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because you insisted on wanting to fly to Orlando before coming to Minneapolis, and we just couldn't Silly send me. you for 14 hours one way. Yeah, I know. Silly me. <laughs> All right, my friend. Right. Take, it, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. The best in barbecue Las Vegas style and now available at our new spot at all Allegiant Stadium events. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Boost Mobile. Bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey. Fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IceTimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a, week, are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right. We, I guess we got everybody scared or something. They don't want to go on the uh, chat bar and, and give us the answer to trivia. So read the question one more time. And if you get on before we uh, are off, which is a few seconds, um, fantastic. If not, go to College Hockey SW and uh, on Twitter and give us your answer there. So read it one more time, Paul. What year was it that the Mavericks of Nebraska Omaha made their first NCAA hockey tournament? All right. It doesn't get any better than that. I love it. Uh, our thanks to Jordan McAlpine for joining us tonight and bringing such great insight to the NCHC and, of course, the uh, UNO Omaha Maverick hockey. Love that. And, uh, Paul, thanks for uh, for doing all that you do because uh, you had to hold down the fort while uh, I took another road trip. 
Yeah, well, what else is new? <laughs> I got news for you, my friend. The month of October, I'm going to spend most of it in Colorado, it looks like. So <laughs> keep holding down that fort, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good night, everybody. We'll say good night with uh, Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. <laughs>